Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm Brick Thompson. I'm Caleb Oaks. Hey, Caleb. How are you doing? Pretty good. So it's been uh, been a few weeks since we sat down here together. Yep. It's been a while. I got a lot to say. All right. Good. <laughs> good. What's our topic for today? So let's talk about self-service BI. Good. All right. So what is self-service BI? That's a good question. So if we had to boil it down, it's putting data and business intelligence in the hands of people that don't necessarily have BI technical skills and letting them explore the data and get answers from it themselves. Yeah. Okay. That, that's how I see it too. So you may have people with technical skills, but really it's, uh, you probably heard this term democratization of data, making data available just to regular old business folks who maybe aren't highly technically skilled, but giving them access so that they can do their own analysis and be able to make decisions, that type of thing. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And we're hearing more and more companies really want to move towards this. And I think it really is because if you can allow the data some freedom within the company, you do speed decision-making and you get ideas that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And I think the key differentiating factor between regular BI and self-service BI is really you don't have to go to IT every time you want some data. Right. Yeah. When I worked at uh, my previous job or one, one of my first jobs out of college, I was, uh, I was an analyst and I, you know, I had to wait on IT for data and even self-service back then was becoming like something that people wanted you to do. And it was this hot topic and stuff. Um, and that was right about the time where, uh, these visualization tools were just kind of gaining popularity and it started to become what we're seeing is that it's becoming more and more accessible for companies to actually do this. Um, even though it really hasn't taken off, at least in my view of things in the last you know few years, even though people want it to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's not as simple as you might think at first. It's very. I mean, there's yeah. a lot to it. There's definitely a lot to it. And, you know, like like you said, when I when I was um, waiting on I.T., like I I had the technical skill, like we've progressed a little bit since then, I think, I hope. Um, but you know, I still had to wait two weeks before I got a little data change in my, in my data set and I was still building the reports, but there's, so there's both pieces to it, right? There's building the reports, but there's also gaining access and knowing what data you have access to and usually having some sort of control over it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, there's a lot there. Why don't we start with just talking about self-service BI and the Power BI world. So uh, at Blue Margin, um, we've devoted ourselves to the Microsoft stack, Azure, Synapse, Power BI, those types of things around BI. Um, so how, you know, what, what are the things that Power BI does to enable self-service BI? Yeah. So there's some things like that are very close to everything else that, um, that to, to the other things that other BI tools do for you, right? Like dragging and drop. Right. That's one of the big selling points of a tool like Power BI is that oh, you can just drag things. It's really easy to create visuals and stuff. And um, so Power BI does that, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. But as you said, other tools do it. Tableau does that. Click does it. Um, in fact, most modern tools do that. I do think Power BI does a really good job of making that simple, um, displaying the data model, what measures are available and so on. But uh, but um, you're right. A lot do that. There is a thing in the Power BI world which, uh, you know, it's been there for a long time um, and doesn't get a lot of traction typically, although I think it's 
possible, it's going to start to get more and more. And that's natural language querying. So the user can go in and actually just type in and do this right now. Give me sales by month for the last 12 months, something like that. And assuming your system is set up well, so you've got good metadata so that the system knows what, what measures to go to and, and what data to work on, you can get interesting results there. It'll even do, you know, simple visualizations and so on. Yeah. I mean, it's a really cool feature that they've rolled out and it's been out for a couple of years, but you're right. I mean, you have to get everything set up the way that that tool is expecting it to be set up. Otherwise, it might get confused. There's sometimes where you'll see in data models where you have two of the same column. They're named the same thing, but they're in different tables. So then you have to name the table in your question. It's like it, you have to set things up to where it works well with that. But a really powerful option for just getting people used to using the data and, and you know, just going and asking a question. It's that easy. Yeah. And I think as, you know, people are uh, more and more used to using their personal digital assistants, you know, Siri and and Google and that type of thing. And we're starting to see these generative AI text chat engines and so on. I think people will start coming to this more and more. So this is probably going to be something where I'm sure Microsoft is spending a lot of effort on that. And I think implementers such as Blue Margin, such as ourselves, we'll need to really start to focus on that because I bet users are going to start expecting it more. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, that that's kind of broader than just self-service too, right? There's uh if you think about just just society, people are just wanting to do things themselves more and more, right? You're just going to Google. You don't you just want DoorDash to come to your door. You don't want to go out and deal with it. Like it's just it's all about convenience and easy and quicker and getting the answers you need as fast as you can and that's exactly what self-service is meant to do and something like a natural language query is, I mean, it's kind of the perfect entry point. Yeah, yeah, perfect on-ramp because you don't have to be technically skilled as long as it's set up well and right. giving you the answers you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Another thing about the Microsoft ecosystem that I think is useful for self-service is that you can have certified data sets. So IT can actually um, publish data sets where the data has been certified as clean and correct. And the measures that are available in the cubes and so on that are acting on that data also are, quote, certified. And so users can know if they're using a certified data set that they're likely to get good data. They don't have to worry about cleaning the data, for example. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that's a huge piece. And we're kind of touching on that governance side of, of self-service where you want to make sure people are looking at the right numbers, even though they're going and getting them on their own. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, something like a certified data set will hopefully get rid of that, that problem where an analyst is pulling a bunch of data out and then right. doing all kinds of transformations and filtering and stuff to get the number that they want. Hopefully that's all done on the backside, um, before it gets to the report. And then you don't have to do that and you have good reports. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just that the analyst has to do all sorts of, uh, transforms and cleaning and so on, but, um, we certainly see that an analyst will do some work on data and then present that and have someone else in another part of the company say, that's not right. And now there's a discussion or argument about how they're calculating certain things and where they got the data. And it just sort of adds noise to the system as opposed to if everybody's working off of certified data sets, you have a lot less of that. Yeah, yeah that's another really good aspect of this around governance is choosing what a measure means and aligning right. on it as a company. So I don't know we, we just see it over and over where people are like, ah, oh, 
we have two different definitions of the same measure. Right. And if they're lucky, it's only two. Net, pro- net profit. You yeah, can calculate right. a bunch of different ways depending on what you're including in the in the calculation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then also, I think um, it's great to have the certified data sets, but also then the ability to put your own data in there as well and even um, join it to certified data sets. So you can, you can uh, enable your users to actually bring bring their own sort of custom role data. And it will have some of those problems that we were talking about with the governance and so on. But sometimes that's really necessary to do the analysis that, you know, citizen uh, BI developers want to do. Right. I mean, it, it's kind of a journey, right, to get to self-service because for that example, you're going to still have budgets in Excel, right, that, that you don't upload to some system yet. Right. You know, maybe ideally in the future you could do that. But right now, you don't want to just say we can't do that. So right. you want to enable that that ability still and that what you're talking about is exactly how you would do that. That's a great example. So maybe there is an official budget, but maybe your department head has asked you to do some analysis against uh, a proposed budget that they want to work on. And so, so it's not uploaded anywhere. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Great example. So – We've been talking about, you've mentioned governance a couple of times. I guess we could get into what are some of the adoption challenges and the considerations for going into self-service. So when you think of governance, what what does that mean to you at, at sort of a high level? I think, you know, we kind of touched on it already, um, but it's knowing what people are using in terms of data and how they're using it and feeling confident that it's correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. Would you include measures? I guess you would. You would include that as well. So it's not just the underlying data, but how how are they doing calculations? Yeah, right. Yeah, because you can filter data out and stuff yeah. in your calculations. That's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So another big consideration is obviously training. So you can't just set up a system and say, hey, good news, everybody. You can now do self-service BI. You're going to get a lot of blank stares. Right. So you've got to have some kind of a, an adoption plan to actually train analysts. And and we were talking before we started recording about sort of where do you start um, in a company. And really, you you almost have to start with enterprise-wide BI. And by enterprise, I don't mean huge company, but just the company-wide BI so that you've got – you know, a foundation, mm-hmm. a basis to build the self-service off of. Right. And from there, you can start moving to more and more granular user groups. So you could go to, you know, departmental level BI or uh, team BI and eventually get to individual BI. You don't have to go through all those. You could jump to individual BI, but you really need that initial base of, you know, a data warehouse, data lake, um, certified data, or at least, you know, at least clean data and accept it as this is what we're going to use mm-hmm. before you can really start training the users on how to how to get the most out of it. Right, right. And, the, you know, governance and training are, you know, closely related. You know, you want people to use the tool in a way that's going to work really well for their for their data and how you've set it up and um, actually get the most out of it to hopefully increase the likelihood of adoption. Um it's interesting when I was when I worked at uh, this other large company where we rolled out BI. It it the way that we did it was just straight to departmental type BI. So I was an analyst in a department and I got trained on how to use ClickView, and then I had to go figure out how to make things happen. That was basically it. Like I just got trained and then I went and did it. And you could see 
how in some departments that worked really well and in others that just fizzled out. And I think the reason why is they didn't start with that kind of core foundation to kind of get the buy-in from the company first and then enable the users like the analysts like myself to be able to build specific reports and kind of do that self-service stuff for the departments. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, so you got to have that foundation. Then you've got training. Um, then there's a concept of a center of excellence. And um, we think this is something that's going to be really important in order for self-service adoption to happen. Can you describe how you see a center of excellence? Yeah. The, the best way I can think to describe it is it's like a chat room that you would be able to go and ask a question and there would be people that moderate the the room and would give you an answer and help you out, help you make progress in, into what you're doing. Um, I think it's a little bit more than that, but I think that's the bulk of really what it what it's supposed to do is kind of be that support, that support center for your BI initiative. Yeah. So giving giving self-service users somewhere to go to ask questions. So um, usually it would be populated by a group of more expert users who really know the data, know the business environment, know the business rules, that type of thing. Um, you know, in our case, we can provide that center of excellence as the company's getting up and going. Um, but you have this concept of a chat room or office hours or just someone you can go to that's going to help advise you on best practices and, you know, how to use the data and how to connect and get to the training and solve a specific problem, all that stuff. Right, right. Because no matter how good your training is, there's going to be some real world scenario that your training didn't cover. And yeah. it may be very, very simple, but if you don't have the answer and the quick answer to it, it can really hurt you. Yeah, yeah. And then another really important thing is just to have good support. Um, you know, the whole point of self-service BI is not to have to go to IT every time you need something. But guess what? There are going to be times you need to go to IT. So you might, as you're doing your analysis, figure out, okay, I do need another set of data that's not available um, and need to go and talk to someone about making that available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to have a system for that, right, of, of pulling in new data sources. And even further than that, this, this kind of fits into support, but not really. But I'm going to say it anyway, um, where let's say you've got a self-serve made report and it's, you know, it's starting to gain traction in the in the company and it becomes a report that everybody wants to see. You also have to have a way to move that report from the self-service, you know, build into like a production ready foundational report. That's right. Um, and, and getting that back up in there is going to have to involve some IT support. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it's something uh, we might have mentioned to start with. A lot of times self-service BI does result in a more widely distributed report. So yeah. someone's doing some analysis and they discover some really clever way or useful way to look at the data in order to drive decisions. And um, someone will realize, okay, we need to make this available more broadly, and that's where you need the support. How do you make that happen? Right. I mean, it's a great thing. That's ultimately what you want, right? That'd be fantastic if you got that all over the place. So you definitely want to make that as easy as possible to to enable it. Yep. Okay. So how do you get started? Let's say you want to do self-service BI at your company. Yeah. So I think it really has to start at that enterprise BI level with building a foundation. You're going to have to have your IT, your technical folks do that for you, get you into a place where you've got some pillar reports, you're starting to see the adoption. Um, and then, and then at that point, you can kind of move your way 
Um, hopefully you'll be able to skip a few rungs. Like maybe you don't have to go to departmental. You can go straight to self-service. Um, but you have to start with that foundation. Once you have the foundation and then you can start adding things, um, and optimizing your foundation for this self-service model. Yeah. And, and obviously you can start with, um, sort of beta users, maybe slightly more technical, um, individuals so that you can start to figure out, okay, where are the rough edges we need to sand off before we start to roll this out more broadly? But then you've got to think about, all right, the training, um, the governance, center of excellence. Um, those things all don't have to be perfectly in place. You can do it in an iterative uh, manner so that you're bringing on some users, you're learning some things, you're iterating those uh, things, and then ramping it up as you get it more broadly. I mean, hopefully you get to a point where I mean, it's at some point, every department has people that are able to do this on their own self-service analysis. Right. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal. Right. And yeah. I, I guess that that kind of touches on something we didn't really speak to here, but really about the culture of the company. You know, if people don't really want this. Right. Good luck, you know, but yeah. you got to you. You need to make sure that you have some sponsorship and you've got a culture that is using data now and. Just kind of hungry for it as is. Um, that'll make your life a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you don't have that, you're probably not going to spend the effort to you make it happen. It, right? yeah. yeah, and I think you know, in this uh, in this time with how important data has become and continues to become more and more important, you're probably going to find that in most companies. I right. think, but you do need to have that. And I think you know, having champions, people who are actually using it. And sort of showing how useful it is and able to sort of lead the way is really important. Yeah, right. Yeah, having a few quick wins goes a long ways to getting people excited about it. Definitely does. All right. Anything else you wanted to cover? I don't think so. All right. It's been good sitting with you. All right. See you soon. Thanks, Rick. All right. Bye. See you.